HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show, spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, America's last best hope to make the internet safe for absolutely no one, two people who will do pretty much anything for a pizza, your hosts... Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right, all right, all right. We're back. This is Mike Edison. And uh, Judy McGuire's not here today. She uh, had too much Morrissey this week, I think. Against all of my advice, she went to go see the Morrissey show at Radio City. And I think the pictures of the slaughterhouse during the media's murder segment were just too much for her. But uh, Judy, if you're listening, I hope you get better soon. We have a great show today. It is our Cave Stomp Garage Rock-tacular. Wow. Uh, with uh, my old pal John Weiss, Mr. Cave Stomp himself, and his co-conspirator Tony Lofi, and our very special guest, Dr. Eviler. Ooh. So what is all this Cave Stomp nonsense still going on after all these years, John? It just doesn't go away. There's a, there's it's the beat that won't stop. You can't kill it with a rake. I'm telling you, the kids love it. The kids love it. Well, I remember when, uh, you know, I've known you for a long time, uh, sort of you know, haunting Midnight Records back in the day uh-huh. um, with our, our friend, or not friend, JD, uh-huh. over, over at Midnight. <laughs> you were a Midnight Records band um, back in, I guess, the first Garage Rock revival years, right, with the Vipers. I mean, Yep, yep, yep. And I also worked for JD. Right? Mm-hmm. As did I, and how that work out? Midnight has a really crazy reputation as being like, like the least fan-friendly record store of all time. It's the le- least friendly, period. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, it was tough. And, you know, other, any other record store, I don't think you were in New York, Tony, at the time. No. You'd go in to Venus, when Venus was on 8th Street, especially, those right. cats, and they'd play you something, you know? Sure. They'd play your record, what you wanted to hear, and J.D. was sort of like, get the fuck out of my store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It should be a hang, you know? You should be able to go there and stand around and listen and, you know, shoot the breeze. Well, that's the old school model of a record store, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, when I um, worked at Wowsville on and off, when uh, Alberto ran his record store by St. Mark's Place, if he was out of town, he'd just say, hey, you feel like running the store for a day? Being a freelance writer, such as I am, I can do these things. And he'd come back, you know, at the end of the day or the next day, and said, "How do you sell all those records?" And I said, "Well, someone said, you know, can you help you?" They said yes, and I played them the Sonics record, and then they would buy it, right? Because if you just play them that record, if they don't have it, they're going to buy it. And he had never figured out that if you helped people and played them something. Well, I will, t- <laughs> I will tell you. I mean, uh, Bleaker Bob's McDougal Street. You know, ring a bell yeah. right? when it was on McDougal. Yeah. And I used to go in there, and uh, Bob was, you know, he, you never knew how he was going to treat you that day. He, he was, and uh, but you'd walk in there and you'd go, "Hey, I've got something I think you might like," and then and then he would he would hold. And he goes, "You probably never heard of this," and then he would hold up something like, you know, the Ramones, like <laughs> literally, you know, this would be like that day, you know. Well, you know, I remember my fondest memories of record stores was when I was in high school, living in suburban New Jersey, and to get a punk rock record or a blues record, R and B record, anything weird at all. Yeah. I mean, I really had to trip in, into New York and find you know some aging hippie who could give me some advice because you know Howlin' Wolf record was a pretty exotic artifact, you know, in nineteen eighty mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. lived in suburban New Jersey. But at least um, in New York, uh, well now there's access to everything. But the record store itself was kind of a dying thing so Tony Lo-Fi what's your part in all this what kind of name is Lo-Fi anyway is that Hungarian or Italian what is that yeah I'm actually from Long Island and um, yeah I think John just brought me back brought me to Cave Sum to fuck everything up isn't that my part I needed the Canadian point of view. <laughs> well, the, orig- the original Cave Stomp uh, concept, I think, was to bring back or to celebrate, anyway, mostly 60s bands and garage rock bands. It, it really was. You know, I mean, uh, as, as you know, you know, what, what, uh, what, whichever revival, you know, I was part of, there have been so many, we took it and continue to take it extremely seriously. I mean, you know, this, this music is like kind of a way of life. And what I wanted to do was I really wanted to see these bands. You know, I wanted to see the Sonics. I wanted to see, you know, the Monks. I wanted to see, you know, and I wanted to see them do, do, I wanted to see them do a show in the spirit of, you know, the music that I like, not the sort of updated, do it for the kid, you know, modernized way. We wanted, and so the only way to do it was to get, you know, a thousand strangers to help me pay for it. And well, what were the first bands that you did with Stomp? So you say this music, what, what is this music? Well, you know, uh, it, it, it's 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 garage, you know, as as we know it, you know. Uh, it's, that's that's. I, I honestly don't know that I know it or that our listeners do. It's meant so many different things over the years. I think. I mean, there's definitely a very you know 1966 strain I'd, of the beast. I'd call it mid. Yeah, it's it's mid 60s underground music. You know, it, it's it's the stuff that it's the stuff that wasn't uh, you know. Uh, in the top ten, in some cases it actually was. I mean, Question Mark and the Mysterians, Ninety Six Tears was the number one record, you know. Uh, so that still qualifies as garage, but mostly it was the stuff under the radar and the weird stuff, you know, just the strange off, you know, left to center stuff. Yeah, well, like like the monks, like the monks. Well, yeah, the monks, that was great. I'll talk about the monks in a, in a second because they're definitely um, an odd. Uh, band in themselves their yeah. whole story and the way they came came to music but I, mean, I always thought when you started out there was a bit of a um, orthodoxy a little bit to the kind of bands that you were booking because they definitely were the new bands anyway if not you know and right. bands that you know you brought back um, 
sometimes very successfully and sometimes with mixed results. Right. Um, we're definitely, it was kind of a narrow uh, view, worldview, I, I thought. To be kinda, I, I like to think of it as we specialized. Okay. <laughs> but it, but now it's changed. I see the bands that you're booking now under the Cave Stomp moniker, it's more uh, Catholic with a small C for it's, our it's, literary it, listeners. It, it's <laughs> really true. I mean, you know, we, I have to say this, and, 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 and I'm still and, I, and I'm not apologizing for it when we first started doing it yeah we don't do apologize <coughs> apologies on the Mike and Judy show that's yeah the safe contrition for politics and we, and we, and we, and we don't hug it out either do we <laughs> uh, uh, when we first started doing it you know we were we were like Fascistic about it. We were. It was very yeah, staunch. Right. You know, we were fucking like fascist, garage rock, fucking fascist. We were. We were. We really were. You know, it had to be the year uh, ahead. Taste bullies. That's yeah. what Mike Maraconda from the Ron Chance calls Tim Warren a taste bully. Yeah, and people, <laughs> and you know, some people, you know, went with the program, really championed it, and and and, and sort of supported that idea, and others. You know, really rallied against it, and that's a good example. Like, for instance, the Ranch Hands. Exactly, we're not. We were not with the program. No. Well, we didn't like being lumped in with other "quote unquote" '60s bands because right. we never felt that. Sure, we drew our greatest influences from a lot of that music, but also from the 1950s, but also a lot of 1970s punk rock right. too. And we didn't really consider ourselves a garage band per se. At least yeah. um, by the time I got into the band, because. You know, we just played too well, frankly. It was too complex, too much going on. It was no longer the three-chord, you know, hitting boulders with sledgehammer right. kind of formula. I remember Strang, Keith Strang from the Flesh Tones and I having this conversation and him saying to me, uh, you know, look, you know, we're not, we're not a garage man. We're just an American rock and roll band. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, garage is sort of a state of mind. It's not a, it, it's not, it's not a sound. It's a state of mind, you know. And uh, in that case, maybe we are, but, but not, not, not. Not in terms of what you'll hear. Right. Well, I mean, I always felt that way about punk rock. I mean, punk rock was the attitude because so many things qualify as punk rock, right. um, including a lot of music I don't like. Right. That's um, this is not rock and roll. Right. You know, because to me, honestly, the further you get away from Chuck Berry, the least interested I am in your in your act. Right. You know, I like the roll part more than the rock part. You know, because any moron can rock. Metallica rocks, but they certainly don't roll. Right. Um, I think you know what? Let's, uh, let's listen to a song. Uh, Joe, the engineer, you got um, a song queued up. I think we're going to hear. Um, what did we hear first? The Swinging Neckbreakers? Was that what we had queued up? Is it? Yeah, the flop? Oh, yeah, the flop by the Swinging Neckbreakers. Give everybody go. a good dose of the Cave Stomp sound. Uh, this is the Mike and Judy Show here on Heritage Radio Network. Weeks since we've been back here. Fuck you. We've been, that's, uh, you know, we went away for five weeks around this country. We've seen a lot of people doing the stand. And they didn't have the balls to do the flop. But it's great to be back here in New York City. And we're all going to flop. One, two, three, come on in
All right, we're back. The Mike and Judy Show. This is Mike Edison here with the Cave Stompers and Stompette, Dr. Eveler. I'm sitting here with uh, John Weiss and Tony Lofi, who's fucked everything up with your uh, with your worldview, allowing bands like the Chrome Cranks onto a Cave Stomp bill. What the fuck is up with that? Because certainly when John started this, that never would have been tolerated, that sort of punk rock noise. Yeah, Tony, what'd you do? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, you know, Canadian are polite and nice. So I just asked nicely. <laughs> that's nice true. Time. You said, yeah, why not? That will always work. Well, that's the, you know, again, we were talking about that whole heterodoxia of the Cave Stomp thing. And sometimes it works when you brought these bands back. And certainly the Sonics were probably the holy grail of the whole, it, the whole thing, right? Yeah. When you finally, they finally came back when everybody wanted to see the Sonics. Yeah, that, that was, that was, a, that was an, I'm not making this up. That was a, almost a 20-year effort to yeah, get them yeah, yeah. to do this. I mean, I would... I would uh, Back, this is before before email. I would call uh, Larry uh, Paripa, uh, the guitar player. You know, once a year. You know, I had his phone number from a friend, and you know, I'd get in, get out. You know, really quick before wearing out my welcome. And he, after a while, he became a little bit more receptive, a little bit more. And it it really took about. You know, started in the early '80s to, to try and get them to do it, and there was money to be made. They ended up touring Europe and playing a lot of gigs. They've never stopped. You know, right after us. Um, they they just they just hit the ground running and they've never stopped. Well, and the Sonics they're doing really first good. couple of records are you know those things in life that really aren't underrated. No, you know, and they're live. I mean, they're amazing. And their live show is incredible. And I mean, if you look at Jerry, I mean, here's a guy with a heart transplant. Seriously, the dude's had a heart transplant. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, try doing that with your own heart. So, this, so, 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 so the, <laughs> I'm well on my way, John. Um, so the Sonics worked out good, and they sounded um, pretty good. They sounded like a, a garage band. When didn't it work? Because, you know, it's tough pulling these guys, you know, off the scrap heap of, of history, unfortunately. These guys that were just footnotes, some of them, they haven't been playing. I remember talking to one of the guys in The Monks, which I thought was a good show, by the way. I thought yeah. that was very cool. And The Monks had this crazy history. Yeah. Um, a band that sang about hate and not love. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah, when, exactly. when the, you know, when the Beatles were singing I want to hold your hand the anti-Beatles anti-Beatles and they were great and he just couldn't believe that the people wanted to hear this shit right I mean he was just stupefied I was standing at the bar with him um, uh, you know the theater the West Bath Theater where it was right 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 where we saw him and he just couldn't believe that he was in New York you know he had gotten out of the trailer park to play a gig in front of like a room full of adoring fans yeah 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 it's crazy stuff and that worked out pretty good when didn't it work well uh, it, it didn't work well when the Vipers played no it didn't work well <laughs> it didn't we'll work. talk about the Vipers yeah. in a second it, it didn't work well when um, uh, the Shadows of Night played. G-L-O-R-I-A, Shadows of Night. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, Shadows of Night. The singer, Jim Psalms, a great vocalist mm-hmm. then. You know, if you listen to the, the all that, you know, Dunwich stuff, it's, he's really a hell of a singer. And, he, and his voice remained very much intact. But he kind of lost the philosophy. And I remember, and, and he said, well, you just talked to my bass player. And, I, and the bass player assured me that they understood that, you know, they're going to do this in the grand tradition of. And it's going to sound like the year of heaven, 1967. And it's going to be just what you want. And I said, yeah, man, because this audience is not, uh, they're very unforgiving. If you get up there and you try and update it and you try and, be, you know, make, make it contemporary, you're 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 gonna get ridden out on a rail very quickly here. We've no one, no, at home. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody. Uh, you know, no one's gonna fake it and say, "Oh, that was great." You're gonna you're gonna clear the room, and you're gonna and no, and everyone's gonna talk about. It. And then he, they said, "Don't worry, we get." And, and then they showed up, and he pulls his five string fretless bass out, oh, and man. and I immediately knew we were in for a tough time. Oh, and the funny thing is, is Lenny K came was at that show. The world's nicest guy. Indeed, and he comes up to me before, and he goes, "Because this is an, an amazing moment." Because I think I've waited my whole life to hear, you know, the shadows of night do Gloria. You know what I mean? I, he goes, "This is going to be amazing," you know. And here's Lenny Kay, like 
you know, acting like a fan. Right. Well, yeah. well, Lenny, you know, obviously put together the Nuggets, first Nuggets compilation, yeah. Yeah. and which is sort of the Bible for the, this whole thing. Totally. I mean, that's the blueprint right yeah, there. Right there. I mean, to pick the bands, you know, that you wanted to see was that's where it all came from. Yeah. And, and a few Pebbles records and a few other odds and ends falling around that we all sort of became hip to. I guess around the same time. But the yeah. Nuggets thing was. That was it. That was it. That that was it. That that kicks that kickstarted the whole thing. And then they got on stage and they just you know just 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 emptied the place, just stunk up the room. Yeah, man. I remember um, a little off uh, the garage rock thing, but you know, in punk rock terms, going to see Sham '69 one time, and they'd come back to New York to play CBGBs, and they hadn't been in a million years, and all the kids were there to hear, right. you know, where the kids are united, and, and um, you know these songs, and uh, they sounded like uh, Depeche Mode. Yeah. You know, they brought the synthesizers and set into a pop band because that was what they were trying to do. And the room was empty within 10 minutes. It was unbelievable. And he just stood up there, couldn't fucking believe why. Well, I'll tell you this. This is funny. Because no one wants to hear your new fucking songs, dude. That's why. Well, yeah, that's right. But, but you know, and it's hard. It's very, look at um, uh, Most of these guys are, have not been, you know, working musicians for many, many years. Right. And, you know, and for them to do this, you know, for them to, to, to like, you know, Regroup and 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 to rehearse and then do all this. It's a big deal. A lot of them aren't in the right health. A lot of them aren't in the it's right. It's like state. an AARP commercial. Come on, yeah. let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there, there's 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 financial hurdles to, to you know guys got to take the got to take a got to take a week off you know from their from their day gig to mm-hmm. make this happen. And so there's a lot of challenges, you know. But when it works, it works. And of course, some of them are going concerns, and 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 it's just another gig to them. But I mean, uh, when when it came time to do question mark and the Mysterians, like in '97, so long ago. But wow, because they've played so much since then, and they've been consistently excellent. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing, right? Yeah, but let let, let me tell you, when when we first started to put the show together, I was talking to uh, little Frank. Uh, the keyboard player and he's like, he's like oh man he's, he's like he's like, you're gonna love the show man he goes I got I use this Korg now and it's got thunderclaps and oh, and, and and he goes and like when we hit he goes like you know when, when we hit like smoke rings and I bring in the thunder and I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bring, the it, bring in the thunder. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I was thinking um, back then when you started out, it was so um, fascist. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, it's funny now. I find we're all getting older, and people are like willing to confess that they like corporate rock. Like some of the people I know back then who were so staunch in their ways of only liking this certain music that was made like between maybe 1964 and 1968, yeah. and now telling me what big Bruce Springsteen fans they are. Right. It's been a shift. I think that was probably what ruined punk rock too. Is when you know, a guy in Black Sabbath, you know, Black Back flag cop that you like Pink Floyd I mean that was it was all over yeah. and when did that become legit just nodding your head I just read um, I was going to tell you I just read Pete Townsend's book and it's weird you know they were like one of the first punk rock bands to me uh huh you know they sure. were my no generation doubt. And, no doubt you know when you listen to it though for a guy who's had this long career they also introduced the synthesizer right they legitimized it as a rock instrument so mm-hmm. it's kind of kind of where I lost interest to be honest with you well you know the theremin you know well, you know, I rock the theremin myself. And, uh, I know you that, do. It's, uh, you know, uh, my favorite theremin song, my favorite Beach Boys theremin song, is not uh, Good Vibrations. It's Wild Honey. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that's, that's the killer theremin track. So who's doing it now? Who are the best 60s revivalist bands going right now? Because that's sort of what we're talking about to some extent. Do you mean uh, bands in the, in the spirit of or, or the original? Well, the, spots, yeah, 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 yeah. the spirit of, like the hives, maybe? I, I got to tell you what. Uh, you know, my, my interpretation is starting to relax. You know, it's starting to change a little bit. You're growing bit. up, John. I am. Uh, it's, taken, it's taken a long time, but, uh, but I'm, I'm getting there. And uh, 
I'll tell you what, uh, I, I, I don't know if you want to call them, they're not a 60s revival band necessarily, you know, maybe it's a more 70s thing, but I mean, you know, locally speaking, I can't think of a better band than Born Loose, it's, they're just a terrific mm-hmm. band, you know, and, and to me that's becoming sort of contemporary garage for me. If that makes any sense, contemporary garage. Well, yeah. well, sure. You know, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What do you think, Mister Lofi? Well, Senor Lofi. Yeah. If we, I mean, think about like real '60s band. Thing from here, Electric Mess are pretty good. Uh huh. That's for sure. That kind of thing. That's and they're pretty sure. straight on '60s, right? Yeah. They, they're, they're, they're taking all their cues yeah, from those the old records. Um, I guess my question is, why would anybody want to do that, though? I mean, honestly, that's what always confused us on the wrong chance. It was just so many of those bands were just a little too on the nose. Yeah. You know, I mean, starting with the Fuzz Tones, for instance, it was too much of a nostalgia trip. I could tell you why. And like, 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 like the Sex Pistols and all the punk rock bands of that era, you know, we wanted to crap on, on, on the scrap heap of history. We wanted to tear it down and build something new on, on what we had ruined, everything that had come before us. I, I, could, I, I think I can tell you why. Because, uh, you know, with mixed results, uh, my band tried to do it, do just that was to do the Vipers. It, yeah, tried to be, you know, really, really precise. Whack when you could have the haircut. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 the and the boots and the boots. Yeah, and uh, because it's really simple. Life. We did it because we liked it. We really yeah. liked that shit. We really, really liked it. You know, I think you just got to wrestle it and um, make it your own. Dr. Eviler, what's going on over there? Oh, nothing. We haven't heard from you. It was your 21st birthday, I understand, yesterday. Yeah, 20, 21st times two minus one. <laughs> <laughs> which still doesn't make you the youngest guest on the show, which, uh, again, goes to uh, Jake Manitoba <laughs> when he, back back when he was seven. Um, so, okay, so into the spirit, but, like, but why not? I mean, even then, you know, bands came in 1967, you guys weren't embracing Jimi Hendrix, you were embracing... That's true. The Sonics. You weren't embracing hippie rock. No. Or classic rock. What's now called classic rock, right. anyway. Um, you don't find that limiting at all? Uh, you know, I, I, I think if... if No. And I'll t- because, again, it, it was it was just because, um, personally speaking, and, 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 and I think I can say this for a lot of those, those bands, we just really liked that stuff a lot. I mean, if you listen to, like, the Telltale Hearts, you know? Yeah. The, you know, I mean, these guys really revered you know the pretty things and and yard birds and and you know and 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 all that really you know really rough tough you know uh hard edge uh brit r&b and stuff from that era and they looked it and they dressed it and they lived it and they played it and i and i don't think there's anything wrong with it if you're good at it yeah if you're not well good you at know it, it's the singer not the song i mean yeah me i'm always been about being right now yeah right fucking now hey have you heard the new stone single no you're the, no, no one else has heard it. sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievably bad. It doesn't even sound... It sounds like a Mick Jagger solo something or other. That's too bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really pretty bad. So, you're going to go see them. I mean, talk about a 60s band that's still out there and playing. They, they do benefit from a great set list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they got cares? a couple of good songs. They're not going to play it well. <laughs> but, I mean, you know... That, that, then, then you have bands who really do transcend that. I mean, you know, in, in the case of mine and, and, and some others who I won't need to mention because it's, it's not a compliment, you know, we didn't transcend it. There are, there are, and a lot don't. And so, but there are some who actually do. Like, I think if you take a band like Liars, okay, they really transcend. Tell you it. what, let's take a moment, listen to the Liars, Joe. Uh, we got a Liars track coming up, uh, live from Cave Stomp. Mm. Here we go, the Liars. Stompers, you ready to stomp? God damn it, it's a torrent of talent at Case Stomp 97. I want to introduce to you before I introduce this band. Question marks downstairs, he's getting ready. From the Isle of Malta, Mr. Bill Tupper. 
Well, all I want to say is, ye, ye, the liars, they're going to kick your ass, baby. Paul, machine gun, bam, bam, baby. Ricky, the calm keeper, the ace of the base, Caraccio, little Steven Wonder, Aquino, Jeff Rack, Connolly, motherfucking busy body, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! That was the liars, and uh, while we were listening to them, we were talking about. It. They're definitely one of the bands that have transcended it, and have, I mean, Jeff Monoman is still out there kicking ass and uh, a real survivor. In, in yeah, it. he's his own worst influence at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, as it should be. I mean, I've seen him waver from Johnny Thunders-like performances to, you know, things that are you know, more like the Stooges, really just full out of salt. Speaking of the Stooges, I thought. You know, their go around with Ron Ashton when Ron was playing guitar mm-hmm. was one of the best things I'd ever seen. I just thought, how much better could they have been, you know, in 1969 than they were, you know, a few years ago when they did that. Yeah, I agree with you. I saw that. Um, so we got some last Cave Stomp shows going up, and uh, Dr. Eveler, you're playing with the Cudzo and the Faggettes, one of our favorites here on the Mike and Judy Show. Hey. When's that happening? Uh, I think we've got. There's the. Yeah, 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 yeah we're playing. Yeah. I'm the new bass player yeah, also. Yeah, the new bass player. He's amazing. 
Uh, so yeah, we're playing a cave slam show on a boat. Another boat, cave slam show. You're playing on a boot. We're, we're playing a, boot. a boat. Sorry, it's your Canadian. Uh, yeah, that's super <laughs> racist. Uh, we're going to play with Mark Sultan. We, we go there on the Mike and Judy show. Mark Sultan, who we love. Yeah. He's a guy that's certainly much in the spirit of it, but has made his own thing. You bet. Uh, it's going to be October 25th. 7th. 7th. Yeah. <laughs> October 27th, that's a busy week. October 27th with uh, Mark, Sultan, Mark Sultan and uh, Kudzo. Where's that going to be? Kudzo. Uh, it's going to be, what's the boat? I don't know. The, I, um... It's the just you know go, what? Let's go down to the river, folks, just, just, and jump on him. Just, just go, go to go on to Facebook and do Cave Stomp or Rocks yeah. off, and you'll find it. Is that we're gonna find you on Cave Stomp on Facebook? And of course, we got a Halloween show coming up, which I'm thrilled to uh, be doing mm-hmm. another Cave Stomp show with my band, the Interstellar Rendezvous Band, and at also the Parkside Lounge, the Parkside with uh, D Pop's Private World, and my friend Michael Chandler from the Ron Chans and his Lost Crusaders, and Chris Such and the Savages. That's gonna be great. On Members Halloween of the Headless Horsemen. That's right. Um, also, one of those bands that stayed pretty strictly. You know, they didn't color outside the lines, those guys. They really didn't. See, that's my problem, John. I like to color outside the lines, you know? You guys have too many fucking rules. Yeah, you know, purists, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, yeah, purists, what are you going to do? Uh, well, you know, times change. I guess the more that they change, though, the more they stay the same. Yeah. You know, I think you can be a purist and still, um, you know, re- reinvent it. I don't, you know, I think that's the idea. I agree. I, I mean, that's what the Flesh Tones did, I think. I, the Flesh Tones were one of the great American bands. Yeah. You know, they, they reinvented it, and you know, and, and the Ramones, you know, even though they had trouble making you know new and exciting records over such a long career, because after three records, what were you going to do? Right. You know, but their live show remained very consistent. You know, I mean, I saw them up the end. You're looking at me like you don't agree, but I are you saw, kidding me? Uh, uh, there no, there no, was like a fucking military operation. They were amazing. Oh, I know this for a fact, but and, and I will say without and and, I, and I'm not alone here. Not alone here. For, like I don't believe you they're, they're to me the, the the very best rock and roll band of all time uh, no argument yeah there's no, so, there's no so argument there's, there's and in every single way yeah I mean they've influenced you know how many bands that we don't like yeah and you know, every, wouldn't yeah. exist without the no Ramones. in every single way they are the best band that they, ever existed I agree they are the neoplatonic ideal of a rock band what he said should be yeah. alright can we talk about November 30th really let's talk quick? about November 30th yeah that's a long way away go for it and that's Black from the Grave. Oh, my God. This is going to be the greatest thing of all time. Yeah, this is at Warsaw. Uh, better, better, better pray that the black guy wins uh, the election. <laughs> I know. I was thinking that. <laughs> that, that. That might hurt ticket sales. If you but, you know, it. but maybe if he loses, maybe you can get him to join Andre and Blowfly. <laughs> Andre, Blowfly, and Obama. Yeah. I'd pay a nickel to see that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Blowfly. Andre Williams and the Gold Stars, uh, Barons Whitfield and the Savages. One of the great bands from that era too. Who, no uh, well, they were, you know, they uh, worked the R and B side of the street too, not the garage side. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They were very kind of loyal and pure, but boy, could they put on a show and raise the roof. T Valentine and Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, guitar Lightning Lee and his Thunder Band. Man, it's gonna be one good night. So that's uh, Black from the Grave. Black from the Grave. I don't know. I even think about these things, John. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. It's awesome. Well, once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet today for uh, Judy McGuire. This is Mike Edison with John Weiss and Tony Lofi from Cave Stomp and our good friend Dr. Eveler from Kudzu and the Faggots, one of our favorite bands. Don't forget to buy Judy McGuire's book, the official book of sex, drugs, and rock and roll lists on sale everywhere. We'll see you guys next week. I think we're going to go out with the Ron Chans. This is one, uh, a Ron Chan song that does actually kind of hone close to the garage rock uh, thing. I think we're definitely going to get the Sonics when we put this one down. This is Give the Devil's Due. See you guys next week.
Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.